Hey everybody, so I kind of realized that I don't normally introduce myself on these. <laughs> so this is, I think, the first official one. My name is Zeta Grace, Z-E-D-A-G-R-A-C-E. I'm on Instagram, um, Twitter. I'm not very funny. It's more sharp, biting wit. So, you know, follow <laughs> at your own risk. But um, then I also have this podcast, Survival Mode, and my other one, if you want to know a little bit more about my incredibly fucked up family history stemming from the PTSD and (laughs) pandemic and exposure of Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein, you can also go look at that. (laughs) It's also on um, Spotify and everywhere else that my podcast is on, and it's just called the Ghislaine Maxwell series. But today, I have a very special friend, um, one of my best friends from grad school. She grew up in Florida, lives in Boston, and works in tech. Um, She's also going to go by a pseudonym because as we are both career-working ladies and female sexuality and realistic uh, expectations for females are still so heavily stigmatized. So at the risk of losing our jobs, (laughs) we're talking on the podcast. (laughs) Um, How I would describe her is she's basically like the Martha Stewart of... uh, Are we millennials? Do we count as millennials? We're technically millennials. Yeah, Yeah. okay. So she's the Martha Stewart of millennials. Um, I was born in 1993. She was born in 1995. I was 94, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm a year... Oh, I guess I'm kind of a year old. Oh, is Amy 95? Our year is 94, 95. Okay. Um, she has a Saint Bernard named Bosco, and he is just like the most wonderful floof. He's next to us, so the dogs might make some noises. And then if she was like in Rick and Morty, she like identifies as like Summer. I would also say she would identify as in the latest season when Summer kind of takes over that all female planet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, and they come across it. She yeah. would be one of the female leaders on that planet that has been fully functional without men. (laughs) A dream world. (laughs) Uh, She also, like, if this was her dream life and we didn't have to work for a living in the USA of all places, she would like to live in, like, an open bamboo treehouse on, like, a beachfront jungle, but that has you know, access whenever she wants to, to like a coffee shop, a med <laughs> clinic and a restaurant. And On my schedule. Yes. Mm-hmm, ideal. <laughs> um, so without further ado, this is Nina. Hey everyone. Oh my gosh. It's so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't like get this excited about it. it makes my so first podcast. <laughs> I know. Um, obviously we're both super new to this. Uh, I, you guys probably think, oh, because she has confidence. She knows what she's doing. I absolutely do not. I actually tend to think I go into things with confidence that I will <laughs> absolutely fail and pick myself back up. It'll be fine. So um, the other interesting thing is uh, for the Myers-Briggs personality type indicator, both myself and Mina are ENTJs. And so we're going to kind of reference that periodically, explain what it means, go into different functional sides of our personality types and like how they influence us. Um, I'm going to introduce our introduction and then we're going to kind of take turns going back and forth over the Myers-Briggs definitions of it and then sharing kind of personal anecdotes, I guess, about each one. 
And so we're just going to kind of dive in. All right. So an ENTJ, or also called the commander, is someone with the extroverted, intuitive, thinking, and judging personality traits. They are decisive people who love momentum and accomplishment. They gather information to construct their creative visions, but rarely hesitate for long before acting on them, which I feel like is like ex- like exactly why I started a podcast in the pandemic. Like, oh yeah, immediately. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, like I started writing, and then yeah. like one week later. And it's not even just oh, I wrote a paragraph. It's I I wrote two thousand pages. Like, yeah, <laughs> one of mine, like my Joe Rogan one, is an hour and a half long, <laughs> and it's just me. Uh, so commanders are natural born leaders people with this personality type embody the gifts of charisma and confidence and project authority in a way that draws crowds together behind a common goal however commanders are also characterized by an often (laughs) ruthless level of rationality using their drive determination and sharp minds to achieve whatever end they've set for themselves Perhaps it is best that they make up only 3% of the population. Is that the... Yeah, I think it's the either the most rare. I think we switched into the most rare. Okay. Recently, oh too. I know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and ENTJ women are actually very rare. I can see that. Uh-huh. We would be... We wouldn't do well in society. <laughs> uh, perhaps it is best that they make up only 3% of the population, lest... I should have just finished reading this. (laughs) Lest they overwhelm the more timid and sensitive personality types that make up much of the rest of the world. (laughs) No kidding. But we have commanders to thank for many of the business and institutions we take for granted every day. Happiness lies in the joys of achievement. If there's anything commanders love, it's a good challenge, big or small, and they firmly... (laughs) I feel like that could be summed up in my daily life. (laughs) And they firmly believe that given enough time and resources, they can achieve any goal. This quality makes people with the commander personality type brilliant entrepreneurs and their ability to think strategically and hold a long-term focus while executing each step in their plans with determination and precision makes them powerful business leaders. This determination is often a self-fulfilling prophecy as commanders push their goals through with sheer willpower where others might give up and move on. And their extroverted nature means they're likely to push everyone else right along with them, achieving spectacular results in the process. At the negotiating table, be it in a corporate environment or buying a car, commanders are dominant, relentless, and unforgiving. (laughs) Yeah. At the negotiating table. <laughs> Again, my relationships. <laughs> this isn't because they are cold-hearted or vicious per se. It's more that commander personalities genuinely enjoy the challenge, the battle of wits, the repartee that comes from this environment. And if the other side can't keep up, that's no reason for commanders to fold on their own court <laughs> ultimate victory. This is, like, almost embarrassing, but I'm proud of it. Yeah. Well, that's similar to what I you're know. saying. Right like, now. I think I was on Reddit or something, and somebody was like, I'm scared of ENTJs, and I was like, good. <laughs> <laughs> you should be. I didn't realize people were... Genuinely yeah, afraid. Like intimidated. I mean, I it makes sense. Yeah. Also, as women, and especially as attractive women, 
we are already intimidating. And then when you factor in the personality. Oh, poor men. Just poor everybody. <laughs> um, so if there's anyone commanders respect, it's someone who is able to stand up to them intellectually, who is able to act with a precision and a quality equal to their own. Commander personalities have a particular skill in recognizing the talents of others, and this helps in both their team-building efforts and to keep commanders from displaying too much arrogance and condescension. Condescension? Yeah. However, they also have a particular skill in calling out others' failures with a (laughs) chilling degree of insensitivity, and this is where commanders really start to run into trouble. Mm -hmm. I mean, I... Again, if you guys follow me on Instagram, all of all of the very <laughs> fragile men who like to input their unsolicited opinions about how negatively they think are often put on blast. It's very amusing. It's great. Uh-huh. Great entertainment. It makes people scared to slide into my DMs more, but like I'm nothing but honest. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, cultivating the science of human relationships. Emotional expression isn't the strong suit of any analyst type, but commander's distance from their emotions is especially public and felt directly by a much broader swath of people. Especially in a professional environment, commanders will simply crush the sensitivities of those (laughs) they view as inefficient, incompetent, or lazy. To people with the commander personality type, emotional displays are displays of weakness, and it's easy to make enemies with this approach. Commanders will do well to remember that they absolutely depend on having a functioning team, not just to achieve their goals, but for their validation and feedback as well. Something commanders are, curiously, very sensitive to. Commanders are true powerhouses, and they cultivate an image of being larger than life, and often enough they are. They need to remember, though, that their stature comes not just from their own actions, but from the actions of the team that props them up, and that it's important to recognize the contributions, talents, and needs, especially from an emotional perspective of their support network. Even if they have to adopt a fake-it-till-you-make-it mentality, I feel like most people in life have adopted that, like, lately. Like, that's a big thing on social media. Yeah, no, definitely. I think some people are a lot better at actually betraying it though yeah for sure (laughs) i mean you can tell when it's like a facade and when it's like a potential yeah um if commanders are able to combine an emotionally healthy focus alongside their many strengths they will be rewarded with deep satisfying relationships and all the challenging victories they can handle so that's like our introduction um i also think that last sentence about like relationships is especially important because Obviously, Mina and I are both ENTJs and very strong personality types, and we've had to do so much work <laughs> because <laughs> our lives were very interesting. <laughs> that um, I think we're very introspective into our own emotions, and it has helped soften that for understanding yeah, others. I agree. Getting into our strengths. So we are efficient and that we see efficiency not just as a problem in its own right, but as something that pulls time and energy away from all of our future goals. Um, We're energetic. We're self-confident, strong-willed, strategic thinkers, 
We exemplify the difference between moment-to-moment crisis management and navigating the challenges and steps of a bigger plan. We're charismatic and inspiring. Um, however, our weaknesses, we are stubborn and dominant. What? No. No, not us. Um, we are a little intolerant. Um, it's my way or the highway is something you would probably hear us saying. My ex-boyfriends have entered the chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, our personality type is notoriously unsupportive of any idea that distracts from our primary goals. Um even more so of ideas based on emotional considerations. We won't hesitate for a second to make that fact clear to those around us as well. We can also be impatient, uh, arrogant. We have a poor handling of emotions, especially others. Um, and we can be pretty cold and ruthless and definitely be seen as that. So um, all this plays into romantic relationships, though. So we'll go ahead and start talking a little bit about those. Um, So as in reference to the being cold and ruthless, I want to acknowledge that after going to therapy for so long and um, so I have like PTSD and like (laughs) a very complex version of it. Um, Like I said, you can read into that yourself (laughs) on the other ones, but uh, I'm good at dissociating emotions. So I can basically flip switches in my mind and compartmentalize emotions in a way that when I need to be something and I see it more beneficial to me as being a certain way in that scenario, I'm able to just mentally be like, oh, this switch is going on, this switch is going off. However, that is terrifying for people. (laughs) I'm working on it. Um, I think it's a gift in a lot of ways. But it also is has been more difficult to learn more healthy behaviors, I guess, and softening it for how other people need it softened. Because I was definitely raised in like a tough love environment. Yeah. But so as far as romantic relationships go, as in other areas of their lives, commanders approach dating and relationships with a set of goals and a plan to achieve them. <laughs> so interesting I guess I never (laughs) thought about it that way do you think the end goal is like I feel like the end goal for me is just like abstract I think it depends on the person yeah and your intention for them yeah that's true I guess well like maybe when I was younger I had like more of a strict goal and now I'm just like we'll see yeah Yeah. (laughs) um and proceed to do so with impressive energy and enthusiasm People with the commander personality type are in it to win it and will gladly take leading roles in relationships from the start, assuming personal responsibility for how smoothly things go and working actively to ensure a mutually rewarding experience. (laughs) Mutually rewarding. (laughs) (laughs) Romantic relationships are a serious business and commanders are in it for the long haul. Have you... Like, I never liked the casual dating side of things. Like, I like... Even though I'm into... Um, more like polyamory and or like yeah so it's not like I don't ever go into something being like oh I want to casually date like to me sex toys have gotten great I do not need to deal with the emotional side <laughs> yeah. of people I would much rather just satisfy myself and when I'm ready to date for that emotional connection mm-hmm. then I will invest the time I think when I was younger I loved casually dating yeah 
I don't think I would love it so much anymore, but that's just because I have so much more to worry about. Exactly. Yeah. I just don't have the time. Do you so. think it's also because, like, Florida was such a hookup culture that it was presented more casually? It could be. I think it really depended a lot based on your own independent experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a ton of girls who went into every single random date function that they got set up with thinking that this would be their future husband. Um, and then there are the girls who, you know, they don't pick a date until two hours before the event because they just don't care. I feel like I would have, it would have been so hard. I would have just gone, <laughs> gone solo. Yeah, some you can just go solo, which, which you do too. Um, I think I wouldn't really have the patience to casually date anymore. Yeah. I guess it just, that's probably just something that comes a little bit with age too. I don't have the patience for it. Like, I just don't like, it's not yeah. a worthy investment of my time. The second you realize that you don't like the person, I would just want to get out of there. Like, why bother finishing this? Also, people don't know who they are, and, like, mm-hmm. I feel like ENTJs, above all, do know who they are inherently, because mm-hmm. we psychoanalyze the fuck everything. out of everything, <laughs> like, to to a point that it can be a negative if we don't stop it at some point, mm-hmm. you know? But, um, I, I don't have the time to sit here and tell a person who they are, like, why they're worthy of, yeah. like, love or acceptance or anything mm-hmm. like that, like... I will happily do it if you tell me, if you're introspective enough to know what you need, yeah. but you need to be able to communicate and, like, ask. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, which is also, I think, kind of why I struggle more with, like, the idea of parenthood oh. in general, because <laughs> yes, the idea of something that I have to take care of that Forever. can't communicate with me. Forever, too. Yeah, at least for 18 years forever (laughs) well if you're a good parent afterwards not like my dad (laughs) (laughs) exactly Uh, okay so we cannot succeed unless when we choose we choose wisely this sense of personal responsibility means that commanders put a lot of energy into their relationships and they show their creativity by always having something new on the agenda to keep things interesting especially in the dating phase At the same time, though, commander personalities keep their eyes on the long term, and if they determine a relationship is heading towards a dead end, they will cut their losses and move on in what will seem to be their partner, an abrupt end to the attention they've been receiving. That that was the line when I read this for the first time. I was like... Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Like damn, they got me there. Um, no, my family gives me so much shit because that's how. Like, I'm pretty sure. I don't need saying. to talk to you if you're not in my life exactly. anymore. I, we dated. We don't date anymore. We we're not going to be friends. friends, exactly. Especially if we like. I don't usually date mm-hmm. people I was friends with beforehand. Yeah, which I think is problematic now. Like, I recognize mm-hmm. that as like, all right, I need to slow my ass down in that phase. Yeah, <laughs> and like try and prioritize being a friend first mm-hmm. how do you know somebody however being attractive and very sexual yeah it's hard to not mm-hmm. bring it there I quickly mean, even immediately yeah exactly, which like, is, sometimes it does um but and i'm also, just like you never no know. restraints <laughs> exactly you never know I, I think college was a really good scenario to build up those kind of relationships too just because you had the opportunity to like meet so many guys on a friendship level that's true um i mean you, you'll have opportunities too especially oh, yeah. like in profession like the next graduate yeah. school um 
But yeah, no, I'm pretty sure every single one of my ex boyfriends. Do you talk to really any of them? Does not like me. Never. Really? Never doesn't s- like you? Do you think they I don't think, like you, or do you think they're just bitter? I think it was bitter. bitter. I think it was abrupt, I think. Because I'm the kind of person, just like we talked about earlier, that by the time I've made my decision, I've been thinking about it yeah. obsessively for <laughs> until I've made my decision, essentially, yeah. without needing to consult another person. And, like, realistically, the signs were all there for yeah. them. But p- other people aren't as good with their feelings, so mm. they don't... Pick up on it. Yeah. And you think, oh, I've set mm-hmm. out all of these different signs. Like, especially, honestly, on the opposite side of things, too. Like, even moving into dating, mm-hmm. I confuse the fuck out of people. Because they claim they don't know how I'm feeling. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I straight up told you I liked you. Yeah. And but... What else do you need? <laughs> <laughs> And so, like, that kind of goes for the other side, too. At, yeah. like, some point, I'm just, like, I'm tired of waiting. Are are you in it or not? Yeah. And, like... I love the directness. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like being direct is the necessary thing. Like... Exactly. Like, why do we need a sugar... I hate the game. And I think because of, like, we're women, mm-hmm. we're expected to be timid. And, sure. like, I don't know. Like, will he like me? <laughs> and it's, like, yeah, you yeah. fucking like me. We know that. Like... <laughs> it's a little scary for you because you've been told in this patriarchal society that you want a submissive woman. Mm-hmm. So the <laughs> fact that you then have a dominant personality that you're also sexually attracted to confuses you. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. It would be terrifying if I was in your position. It is terrifying sometimes when I am in your position. <laughs> but take the fucking chance. What else are you doing? Right. Don't be scared. Exactly. Like, who cares if you fail? <laughs> the alternative is what? Not getting laid? Right. <laughs> okay. Might as well. Um, so this occasional ruthlessness with personal relationships is also the commander's primary weakness. If they aren't careful, they can develop quite the reputation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. <laughs> I, I know. I mean, I feel like my boyfriend should have a support club. Right? Like, my bad. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. It's like AA, but for like... We're still sexually attractive to this person who terrifies us, <laughs> who hurt our feelings. Yeah. Really just talking to the side there. Uh, uh. Sensing others' feelings and emotions will never be a comfortable skill for commanders, but it is critical that they work consciously to develop it, both for their partner's sake and for their own healthy emotional expression. If they don't, they risk dominating and overruling their partners, and this insensitivity can easily break a relationship, especially early on. I feel like that's what therapy has helped so much. Yeah. It makes you take a step back from yourself. Yeah. And because I can compartmentalize it, Mm -hmm. I'm very good at making it more introspective, Mm -hmm. but I don't naturally do that tactic in relationship to myself. Yeah. You know, because like as society, we're not... Especially being raised Christian, you know, we prayed for forgiveness and then moved on from that behavior. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't see why maybe we were doing that behavior or what about it yeah. <laughs> was problematic. You were just like, oh, I, I feel shame and guilt. Let me pray yeah. and move on. Um, confidence thrives on unselfish performance. But as all goes well in the dating phase and a future is deemed viable, people with the commander personality type continue to impress with their creativity and energy. Their authentic confidence makes commander's sex life dynamic. <laughs> you say that. <laughs> it's so 
certainly fun. <laughs> Very curious there. <laughs> To say the least, and they often push to explore new ways to express their affection with imaginative enthusiasm. Yet commanders tend to have these innovations planned in advance with some structure and predictability to their sex lives, leaving the true spontaneity to those less organized personality types. Definitely true. Mm-hmm. I feel it like um, I told, well, let's call him Strider. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this guy Strider has like kind of approached me several times about ideas around like BDSM type stuff Mm -hmm. and I get worried because I think he's skipping a few steps like Mm -hmm. he's not um, he's not going into it understanding what the BDSM community is he's just going into it like being like oh this is how I'm getting out my sexual frustration Mm -hmm. And understanding the, like, why you feel that way. So, like, for me, it was the fact that I got my ass beat with riding crops and stuff (laughs) as a child. Now I get to control that and have some power over it, you know? Like, I'm choosing to get my ass beat by riding crops. (laughs) I'm not, you know, I don't have no control over it. And so... I need, though, that, like, stability and security almost in a way. Mm -hmm. So I'm always, like, a little, like, hey, I need you, I need to feel very confident with you first before jumping in. Commanders are extremely growth-oriented and will seize any opportunity to improve themselves, listening to and acting on criticisms, so long as they are logical ones and can always strive, and always striving to improve their knowledge. At the same time, commanders expect this of their partners, and it is surprising to them that others don't always share this attitude. I always, like, when yeah. we talk about stuff and then it gets further into the explanation, I'm just like, like oh, okay. Exactly. <laughs> Call me out. Still more surprising to commander personalities is others' active efforts to avoid these tense situations. Dude, mm-hmm. totally. Have you ever dated anybody who just, like, refused to address that stuff? Oh, yeah, all the time. It's just like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's like, it'd be better to just talk about it. Yeah, like, just... what about it are you scared of? Yeah. <laughs> what? Like, this ha- this happened? Let's let's discuss it. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's. I wonder if it's because I've dated, like, religious guys who felt that guilt and shame and, like, mm-hmm. were taught to just absolve themselves of it and move on. I feel like a m- majority of the issue for guys our age too is they're just not old enough yeah. to feel confident doing that yet that's true also i think because women have mm-hmm. lead with emotional intelligence and aren't stigmatized for their emotions in the same way that men are in our mm-hmm. society they have higher rates of emotional intelligence and men lag in mm-hmm. that regard so men who's mainly you know male relationships aren't introspectively encouraging each other to consider it Mm -hmm. don't have that leg up almost and like that's a foreign idea to them that like you can express yourself and talk about being vulnerable Mm -hmm. and like talk about your flaws and everything and it's not going to be punished yeah like we just want you to be open interesting Mm -hmm. that's my theory at least Commanders in particular would do well to remember that their approach is just one angle of a multifaceted spectrum of alternatives. 
While commanders may view criticism as the most efficient route, and, <laughs> and they're often right, they should bear in mind that their partners may be more interested in emotional support and growth, an area of self-improvement that commanders themselves too often avoid. Literally what I learned for therapy. <laughs> As with other analyst types, commanders' best matches are with other intuitive types with one or two opposing traits to create more balance in the relationship. Striders and INTJ. Interesting. That's halfway there. It's uh-huh. <laughs> very. Um, mature commanders are able to recognize and adapt to the needs of their partners and know that even the most rational individuals have emotional needs that must be met. Fortunately, the same logic that dismisses emotions is also able to recognize that a conciliatory attitude can be the best tool to get the job done. God, my pride. (laughs) (laughs) It's so hard to set it aside, though. Oh, really? I'm great at waving the white flag. But you're so empathetic. Like, you're a Libra. (laughs) Like, that was part of it, you know? Yeah. And, like, Aquarius struggle with vulnerability. Mm. So, it's because I was born in the winter. (laughs) With their strong senses of responsibility and dedication, people with the commander personality type are sure to make this effort, resulting in long-lasting, satisfying relationships. Let's see. We also had those topic ideas for this. Oh, so what? Tell me your weird date story. The weirdest date I've ever went on. Okay, so I was a sophomore, going to be a sophomore in college, um, summer going into it. I had just ended things with this boy that I'd been seeing for the summer. I really liked him, and he ended up being a total skis ball, <laughs> of course. AKA, he was just a man. <laughs> yeah, literally just a normal boy. Um, but. Um, I ended up meeting this other guy soon afterwards that I wasn't super, super excited about, but he was a super nice guy, um, and he was really, really nice to me and obviously very into me. Wanted to take me on a date, so my friends encouraged me to go. Um, went, same thing, you know, he was a very nice guy. We made great friends, but for me, it just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just broke up with this other skis ball, though, they were like, nope, keep going, like, give this nice guy a chance. So I went on a second date with him. Mm-hmm. Um, then later that week after the second date, he offered to, or he wanted to hang out. I told him I was going out with my friends that night. Um, and he was like, oh, well, I'll drive you home. I'm not drinking tonight. So I would rather just see you even if it's for a 15 minute drive. So that's so nice. Um, so we ended up picking me up from Rowdy's of all places. Well, te- <laughs> technically it was Fats, but the Rowdy stairs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he picks me up, and his he parks his car by Flacco's, you know, the uh-huh. whole area. Mm-hmm. And we're walking towards, and he seems, like, a little drunk. So I ask him, I'm like, wait, are you, like, a little, did you do a little drinking? And he's like, oh, no, it's just at my friend's place. Um, I'm just going to drive you home. I was like, okay. I've, like, been on two dates with this kid. Like, I have no reason to, like, not believe him. And you're like, why, why would you yeah. be drinking and driving and then, like. And then come to Midtown. And then offer to drive me. someone home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And so, um, we get in the car, we drive maybe 200 feet, like, at the farthest, when we get stopped at a DUI checkpoint, um, behind the town, this guy, (gasps) the cop comes to the car window, knocks on the car window, and is like, excuse me, sir, ma'am, um, sir, I'm gonna need you to step out of the car, we're doing a quick DUI checkpoint, um, Mm -hmm. need you to blow in here. 
and this guy will call him Clyde. Um, <laughs> he looks at the cop, looks at me, looks back at the cop, floors it, floors it, <gasps> starts speeding off behind Midtown. And you know this, obviously, but the roads behind Midtown, he was going at minimum like 40 to 50 on those oh, roads. Oh, no. It's like 15 mile per hour roads. Exactly. Um, zooming between the different And streets. like everyone's drunk and walking yeah, around. Exactly. What it's the so- fuck? He easily, one, could have hit someone, two, hit something he was clearly drinking, or three, just, like, yeah. literally he's running from the cops, like, this is so illegal, and I'm 19 at the time, like, because yeah. I'm, I'm not even a sophomore, and so I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna go to jail, like, and you're gonna, I'm underage drinking. The cops are not gonna sit here and believe that yeah, you just got not, in the car and, exactly. like, had no culpability. Like, they think I'm gonna be an accomplice, like, if I'm running from the cops, <laughs> when in reality, like, You're, like, on the phone with 911, <laughs> like, 911, he's at this intersection. <laughs> So I guess one of the, um, one of the times that I've, I've realized in like the fight or flight response, uh-huh. I don't know why, cause like, I don't have any formal training, but I just like, I tucked and rolled out of the car. I literally like, tucked like while he was driving. Yeah. Literally. Like I tucked and rolled my half. Yeah. It's like out of the car. Did you get any um, marks? I don't think so. It was winter. So I was relatively covered. Oh, okay. Um, no, was it winter? I, I was wearing something that I was covered. Maybe uh-huh. it was like a costume party. Cause it was, you know, it, could, it couldn't have been cold because it was summer. Uh, I remember being covered for that reason. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. grateful for that. Um, but I ended up just walking. It's like you ha- it was a biker theme and you happened to wear leather pants. Yeah, probably <laughs> something like that. But, um, and I was also homeless at the time because it, w- it was in between when my apartment lease ended and my next one started. Uh-huh. The typical Gainesville lease kind yep. of um, scenario. And I was it. staying at my girlfriend's place. And, like, we all went out together, and they were like, you were expected home, like, an hour ago. And I'm like, they're like, where, where were you? And you were like, I was kidnapped. And so the guy um, ended up texting me, obviously, later that night. He like, called me a million times and was just like, I'm so sorry. Like, I couldn't risk getting a DUI. He was a super senior at the time and was, like, just about to graduate and, like, he double majored. You're like, you risked me going to jail. Yeah, literally. Over you getting a DUI exactly. and like my dying. life because like, you, you could have hit, hit something. Yeah, you could have hit something, could hit someone. Like, what? Like, no, so unacceptable. And especially, too, with me and my sister getting hit by a DUI. Just, or, like, like what a turn before. off. Dude, exactly. And, like, it's not even like I was begging you to come pick me up and was just like, I'm never going to see you again if you don't pick me up right the now. The sad like, thing is, it's like, to drive me. he tells people that story probably yeah. without even referencing the fact that you he were would. in the car. Oh, easy. Exactly. Or I that he had just picked you up and yeah. that didn't know, really know you. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, what? You just endangered the life and livelihood of someone that you like barely know. Yeah. But, but yeah. like, are trying to get to trust you exactly. for a sexual relationship. So crazy. But, yeah, so this guy, um, for days, called me, texted me, like, I'm so sorry. Like, please give me another chance. No, like, dude. <laughs> and still not to this day. Not the type day, of guy you want to date. I shit you not. He probably, the last time he texted me was, like, four weeks ago. Like, still yeah. is about it. And I'm Florida a man. lot too a lot too old for that at this point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's so annoying. 
Yeah, that's I, the weirdest date I've ever been on. So my weirdest date was... Oh, I wait, went, I have another one, but after you go. Okay, I, so I went through sure. a phase on Bumble uh-huh. where I would slide in, and it kind of went like semi-viral on Not Another True Crime mm-hmm. Podcast's Instagram. Oh, really? Yes, because I, I like sent them the DMs for mm-hmm. it because it's kind of funny. So I would message, I hate small talk. It, that doesn't interest me. I want to know what type of person you are mm-hmm. like how the way your mind thinks yeah because that's gonna tell me way more about who you are as a person than what yeah. facts you present to me so I messaged a bunch of guys like I would just send them you have 24 hours to look into the murder of John Benet Ramsey and oh, send I saw me that. Yeah. yeah and send me an explanation of who you think killed her and if I like your explanation I'll go on a date of your choosing mm-hmm. and I literally went on 30 dates in like 40 days like I had and this was when I was working in surgery so I was literally just working 10 12 hour days I just wanted to come home I lived alone so I never saw anyone outside of that and like hadn't seen people for like months going up to it socially and I just wanted somebody to like you know take me out to dinner get to know me a little bit better and like see where it goes Mm -hmm. now I probably should have, A, not let off with true crime and murder, B, not let out off with, like, pedophilic undertones <laughs> and, and, and child murders. Yeah. That was probably the wrong tactic. I recently redid it, but in, like, the survival story of Julian Kopchi. Uh-huh. And it had much better results for, like, the type of men it would attract. <laughs> Very true. How much do you want yeah, to date a guy uh-huh. that knows that much? But I love true crime, so it made sense. Yeah. But as a woman, I love true crime because it's my actual life. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, that was really fun. But one of of the guys, a few of them I like went on second or in third dates with. And this one guy who's definitely, he, like, he was definitely an INTJ himself. Mm-hmm. He was like stalker like INTJ yeah and so like my issue with men is like they become so infatuated with me that instead of just communicating in a healthy way and like being like you seem too good to be true Mm -hmm. and it's really scary they like latch on to me almost and so I was approaching it from a casual tone. We had not kissed. We had not done anything by the third date. Yeah. Like, he knew he had to get to know me first. It's not worth it for me to even, like, I don't want to introduce the sexual side of things mm-hmm. until I know if you're worth it or not. Good. Unless I have, like, some pheromone connection. Yeah. You know? And I, let's just say I did not have that with this guy. With good <laughs> reason. So after the third date... Of, like, fairly casual dates. Like, nothing super nice or anything. Like, just, like, you mm-hmm. know, wine bar with, like, dinner or something yeah. like that. Third date comes and goes, and he sends me a message afterward that's, like, berating me for not being more emotionally invested. What? Which, as, like, an ENTJ, I'm just, like, yeah, yeah. no shit. You're not entitled to my emotions yeah. yet. We barely know each other. Exactly. And, like, also, I barely show emotions ever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like vulnerability? What? <laughs> no. <laughs> and so, um, he... It had started because he said something like, Oh, you seem like you would have been depressed as a child, too. Because he shared something about, like, personal about yeah. himself. Which, A... 
I was, that was the right assumption, but it was very rude. <laughs> like, B, if you're going to share something about yourself, mm-hmm. don't make an, a, a psychological assumption about somebody else in a way that's requiring them to reveal yeah. something that personal. That's very personal. Early on. A date, exactly. Yes. Uh-huh. Let alone that early on of a date. And I'm like, you can introduce topics yourself. And then if other people want to yeah, add on to it, that's exactly. One thing. Like volunteer the information yeah. themselves. And so I pointed out how rude that was and uh-huh. that it was like very inappropriate for him to make that judgment. And then he started laying into me oh, about God. not being more emotionally invested. And I was just <laughs> like, buddy, this is why. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Like, leave me alone. So that was probably the weirdest set series of dates and like mm. set of dates, but um Nothing like super abnormal. Yeah, I, I feel odd. like I, I feel like I have too much necessity to control my interest. Oh, I mean, I did like go on a walk through the woods with somebody, and then only after I started listening to my favorite murder <laughs> did I realize maybe I shouldn't go this into is the like woods. Like the worst idea for a first date. Yeah. <laughs> well, he took me to a quarry. Oh, yeah. When it was like 40 degrees out oh, and then you were asking to get murdered and he thought <laughs> so on the way into the quarry. Yeah. We stopped in my friend coworker. My coworker is like, "Oh, who's this like guy?" Yeah. and like he has to introduce himself and everything. And like granted, he was in the army and uh, so like Oh my god, this is going, literally I know. a true crime podcast know, being written. I know, but um, like, he was in the army and stuff, and, like, seemed very nice. Like, yeah. he was super open and everything. I don't think, he, like, I don't think he was a serial killer type. Had he been yeah. a little quieter, I probably would have... Yeah, but you never know. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, either way, good thing I ran into my yeah. coworker, because <laughs> she saw him, she yeah, talked to him, she him. saw me go into the quarry yeah. with him. I had Noodle with me, which was fair. <laughs> and it's, like, a semi-populated trail, so you might walk, like, 400 Wait, yards... This? In North Carolina. It was okay. the Eno River State Quarry. But he's just like, oh, I want to take you. Like, I want to surprise you. Yeah. And so uh-huh. I was like, okay, like, I need to know where we're going yeah. first. And then that's fine. Oh, but, my God. So we get to the quarry, fear. and then he jumps into the water. Yeah. And asks me to jump in, which also, I'm very comfortable with my body. Yeah. Do not. Oh, did he strip? Well, he jumped in in, like, those long jammer, like, swim short type things. I'm not undressing myself and getting soaking wet in 40-degree weather for... One on a second date, yeah. you're not a like. You're, I don't like you that much. Yeah, <laughs> like sorry, you don't deserve that yet. Exactly. Like maybe if I was trying really hard, but like mm, no, not for you. Yeah, <laughs> not worth it. Let me um, you know, see the benefits of yeah. why I would do it first, and then, <laughs> and then we'll talk. If you're gonna pay me, <laughs> maybe. Oh god, that's so well, weird. I know it makes me feel like dating's a reality TV show. It really is. Yeah, so I was just like, I'm not getting in the water. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, he continued to swim around and everything. And I was like, you can get in the water. Like, that's what you came for, obviously. But, like, I'm not going to get in the water. It's cold. Yeah. Like, I- I'm not that's jumping in so there. so Uh-huh. And I was just like, that's kind of... I know I'm adventurous and yeah. everything, but that's just... It's bold to, to assume... That's, like, a little too bold. Like, I'm adventurous, yeah. and, like, I'll go rock climb and hike anything. Yeah. 
I'm not going to jump into a body of water in hypothermic conditions yeah, tentatively. Exactly. That I have no idea what's underneath. Like, yeah. And like the quarry is nice. We swim in it in the summers in North oh, Carolina. True. But the one at you at, at the university um, mm-hmm. was closed off for a while because of like dangerous wildlife in oh, the water. Yeah. Well, you guys have alligators. Yeah. <laughs> like, we have like pelicans. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like, you don't want to like just jump in that. Oh, and so that was the strangest one. I mean, I got home. Okay. He like, I just ultimately decided like, honestly, I think it was mid date that I was just like, wow, I just don't feel like dating. Yeah. And I, I just, I feel bad. It had nothing to do with him. It was just more so I didn't, I realized I didn't have the energy to like put myself out there Mm -hmm. in the way that men and people who are looking in relationships but I was only dating men at the time yeah (laughs) like what so I removed myself from the table and just like kind of disappeared and like when I feel too pressured by people's expectations I like to remove that anyways yeah because I don't want them to have access Mm. true Mm -hmm. um the other topic oh what was your other weird date story do you remember? Oh, yeah. Super short and sweet. Um, so my first job ever was at Tilly's. Do you know what Tilly's is? No. It's like a surf skater shop clothing store. It's like a... Um, is it like beachy, like yeah, beachy surfer? Like Billabong. Or... Okay. But mm-hmm. like kind of skatery. What's that other store that I'm thinking of? Zoomies? <laughs> kind of. Kind of a little zoomies Um, But like that kind of store. Oh, Paxson. Um, Paxson, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to a Paxson. Thank you. Um, I loved Paxson, but I was a broke-ass farm girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was so expensive. It was so fun. I just turned 15. It was like seasonal. That's all I was allowed oh to God, work. Oh my God, would have been perfect for that too. That's all I wanted to do was like work in a clothing store the second I turned 15. And it was a seasonal position, so I was allowed to work. Was that when um, like the hills and stuff was big too? Um, it was a little before that, um, at the, yeah, it was before that. This would have been... Because I feel like growing up, like, Hollister and Abercrombie and, like, being a model for them... Oh, my God, that was ...was seen as, like... The thing. ...the way you got your power, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All all of us did the exact same thing. Um, but I, I was working just seasonally at this clothing store... And this boy came in. I was working the dressing room. I helped him pick out an outfit. He was super cute. So I, like, gave him my number. He mm-hmm. asked for it. I didn't just, like, give it to him. I wasn't that bold at, at like, 15 years old. Um, and so I was like, cool, this is exciting. He went to another school. Tampa, Tampa's, I think it's, like, a big thing to, oh, like, yeah, go to. it's, like, a city. So yeah. you don't know everybody. Oh, no. You don't know everybody whatsoever. And it's really, like, the cool thing to do is to like date someone from another school yeah, so yeah. you automatically like want to do that because then you also have twice the amount yeah. of things to go to and exactly. other people don't know your business yeah so mind you this guy came in to buy like pretty nice it's like an Abercrombie or Hollister like level of quality like it's not like yeah. nice by any means but it's like good quality clothing yeah. for like a high school middle school kid um you mean it's like Vietnamese sweatshop <laughs> <laughs> like oh it costs two cents to make that but we're and gonna mark all... it up for the brand to be like a hundred dollars <laughs> right? a mini skirt only cause you know a couple of generations mm-hmm. of poverty 
Yeah. And then we're also going to make the women's clothing more expensive than the men's <laughs> because marketing has shown women will pay more for right. products. Oh, and then let's really fuck up their sizing system, too, uh-huh. to make them feel worse about their bodies. <laughs> Double zero. Yeah. <laughs> you have to, not only do you have to be nothing, you have to be twice <laughs> nothing. Double nothing. Oh, God. Uh, but yeah, so this guy came in to buy, like... A nice like surfer skater style outfit. Mm-hmm. We're so- like we're sophomores in high school, so we just got our licenses or like permits or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes to the like pretty like new nicer like farm country school, mm-hmm. um, but it's like new. Um, so it, it most of the kids that go there transferred from another school, so you don't really know where they're from. Yeah. This guy comes to pick me up. Everything seems great. Picks me up in my nice Tampa, Florida, gated community suburb in a monster truck. Oh. Not like a like a, a big truck. Like that's like not a like Kunal's truck. Not like no, no, not like a big truck. Like a a monster like a monster truck rally truck driving through my two lane gated neighborhood, taking up both lanes because this truck is so fucking big. How does he drive it on the highway? We took up two lanes the entire... He had to lift me into it. He lifted me into this car. I have never been more mortified. In oh my Imagine me. Me. Of all people. Getting into a... And like... I'm surprised he went, and to be honest. No idea. And I had no idea. No idea. And guess where he took me? A monster truck rally? To a Moe's Southwest Grill. Yeah. <laughs> I shit you not. I mean, to be fair, I had a diet coke because I was so bad. <laughs> I was like, "Nah, I need to get out of here." <laughs> I feel like if he's gonna take, like, what if though he had just taken you right into the ring of a monster truck rally? Oh, he's like, God. "Buckle up, baby," and you just <gasps> <laughs> could you? That might work. That is what I would have pictured. Like, my, that's where my mind goes. I was like, "Oh my God, this is happening!" Oh my God, that it's just horrible. I was so embarrassed. What color was the truck? Green, lime green. Oh no, Re- lime green, I, black, I was and like white. Like white with um, like. Let me show you. Like, let me like pull up an example. <laughs> like it, it's like a legit monster truck. Like I was like, jaw dropped. Like I had yeah. to be lifted. <laughs> I like five seven. I know. I liked Kunal's car because uh, it has like the steps and everything. Yeah. Like, and a lot of people in Florida have lifted trucks. Yeah. I like the safety of the build of lifted trucks, uh, because right after, especially now having, you know, totaled a car at 80 miles per hour, I'm aware yeah. of how those are moving death. Traps. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like I know that the more steel and safety and like the bigger I am, the more probably likelihood that I'm going to be living i'm talking like this oh my god oh and it didn't have the little ladder system no i would have like um i don't like to be touched so i don't think i would have allowed him to lift me up like maybe that's why i'm so good at gymnastics and stuff Uh, dude i probably weighed like 90 pounds like sopping wet too at this time too so you're probably just like here you go (laughs) see from like soccer and horseback riding yeah i had so much muscle and everything Mm -hmm. that even so in high school and everything I was never a size zero yeah never maybe when I was running in college but I was only wearing athletic clothes Mm. so I never would have known but I was at minimum a two yeah well that's from like playing so many different sports too and but it was nice because when everyone was sitting there worried about 
zero double yeah. zero i played sports and my body was acknowledged and nice yeah. and stuff so i never questioned it that's so good and it probably would have been yeah. really hard if i had even like had that zero within some kind of attainability yeah. you know so true wait a completely different topic and a topic for not this podcast, but yeah. let me tell you another story about yeah. that guy. I saw him again, not on another date, yeah. years later. Um, d- completely different story. Remind me to tell you that later. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Um, and then the other thing we wanted to cover as far as dating and relationships go <laughs> were the men like her. Like, the guys we dated, which can be summed up as, like, daddy issues <laughs> for me. Um, but also, I would just like to point out that daddy issues is just one more way society puts the blame on women for their father or the male's failures, okay? <laughs> like, how is the fact that I was born into a family with a very shitty controlling father my fault? I like to think I have raised and overcome a lot of it. That is a good thing. Like, who cares if I am more sexually expressive? You should thank me for that. (laughs) You guys should like it. Stop trying to act like that is a disadvantage. You are reaping the benefits of years of torture to me. By now getting to do it on my own accord. Right. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> um, I actually didn't notice that like, I had a type until people were like, oh, like you like white men with brunette hair. And now I, I also was like, I don't know. Like I've also like fucked a few guys that yeah. deviated <laughs> from that. But I've only dated yeah. white men with blonde hair. Interesting. Which I also wonder if like having... Like, being, you know, being white myself, mm-hmm. already having similar cultures, probably, c- and rushing into relationships mm-hmm. more, probably kept me from deviating from that a little bit more, because there was less of a learning curve. Yeah. Like, it's not that I wouldn't date you other people, but, like, every guy I've ever dated, and I've dated them long term, like, mm-hmm. several years, has told me they loved me within, like, the first week or two. Really? Yeah. Right. And, like, they, they look at me and I know it. Mm-hmm. you know which is nice <laughs> such a reward do you think like you have a type um as, as not... your man sits in the next room <laughs> like... every single one of my exes whether that's guys i've like actually dated versus guys i've just like been on dates oh i just refer to them to. all as exes okay um, at this point None of them look alike whatsoever. They're all very, really? very different. I don't... I no. have, like, my ideal type. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say, for me, it's immediate attraction or not. Like, it's never mm-hmm. something that's going to grow on me. I'm either immediately attracted to you, mm-hmm. and it could grow into something more, yeah. or it'll just never be there. So it has to be there the second I, I see you for the first time. It's not like love at first sight kind of scenario. Hold on, pause that while we're interrupted by... The hell's angels outside. I'm bossing. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. What the hell? Uh, there's been some like weird traffic things going on. In lately. DC, there's a bunch of um, black men who have those tricycles. Yes. And they drive around and they I like will them. block 
I, I don't care if, like, I love, like, little biker gangs doing their thing, having yeah. their little community, driving around, uh-huh. you know? I just hate when they zoom in between the other cars, because, yes. like, I have very bad night vision. Uh-huh. So, it's, like, it can, like, fuck up my night vision. Yeah. Well, I also, um, like, I've, like, bartended for the Hells Angels and stuff. Oh, at, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I wore black and red just for them. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, but I... Uh, being in D.C. and, like, seeing them all the time, they'll take up every lane on the highway and literally block traffic and then change their speeds and stuff and just don't be an asshole on the roads. Yeah, exactly. That's my thing. Um, Also, so I was thinking we'll just split this podcast into, like, relationships and dating and the strengths and weaknesses and we'll have a part two because for timing wise yeah i can release them so i'll just pause it and then we'll start another one okay that's perfect wait where did i end off um monster truck boy do you want to share the story you can share it if you want about oh the second one yeah (laughs) okay yeah um so this is how my or this is a story of my last time like and probably only time getting really, really paranoid on weed. Um, so oh, I have a story for this too. <laughs> um, it's great. So fast forward to senior year of high school, me and one of my best girlfriends at the time, we were um, sleeping over at my place. It's like end of senior year, so we know where we're going to college. There's really not a worry in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a weekend, and we're walking around the golf course. Did you smoke weed at all, like, in high school? I tried it, and it was, like, okay. It was uh-huh. just, it wasn't something I did regularly. It was something I, I never got. did like, it until it. my, I didn't smoke weed until my junior year of college. Yeah. I mean, well, you're also, like, a very yeah. strict athlete. Yeah, I I was not. Everything I did was solely for the social cloud of doing sports. <laughs> Not because I had to drive for it. Yeah. But, um, so we were a little tipsy, just like high school tipsy, um, walking around the golf course and, um, we were like, okay, like, let's, let's smoke. Um, we should find like, we're two 18 year old girls. We don't know where to find weed. Um, we live in like suburbia. Yeah. Um, of Florida. And I don't even know, like, how do you get weed in high school? Yeah, exactly. Your siblings? If I went back home to Tampa, I would have no idea where to get drugs. (laughs) Whatsoever. Like, whatsoever. This is why they need to legalize it in all 50 states. (laughs) And so we look at each other, we're like, okay, we're in like typical high school girl way. Mm -hmm. We're like, let's text all the boys in our phone and see who'll come over and smoke us out. Because like, we're girls. Oh, yeah. Of course. Exactly. And so we literally text all the boys in our phone. Hey, you guys, if you. If anyone listening gets mad about that, I would just like to point out, we get, like, raped and drugged and sexually assaulted regularly. The least you can do is smoke us out, okay? Right? <laughs> like, it's it's not some perk that we get a $2 free drink and then you feel entitled to grabbing us however you please. Exactly. Like, all right, this is a small thing you can do to make us feel comfortable in your presence and, like, enjoy your presence. Right? You don't need to hit on us in that moment when exactly. we're intoxicated. You can just create open contact. Yep. Anyways. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we text everyone on our phone, and eventually we get a ping, and it's that boy. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally never see that guy again. After the first day, I don't respond to him. It was just like, no, you picked me up on a monster dog. And you're in high school, so everything... <laughs> <laughs> everything in high school is so embarrassing already oh, so I, yeah. I was just like no absolutely not and so we're like okay like looks like this boy's on his way did you like tell anybody that you knew him and 
Um, were they like, oh, did he take you in his monster? Um, no. So no one knew him. Because this was like before the days of like Instagram and yeah, stuff, really. Yeah, exactly. It, Instagram was not a thing. Facebook was just becoming a thing. Yeah. Um, like I think I just got a Facebook my sophomore year of, like, yeah. of high school. Um, but yeah, so this guy's on his way and he's uh, like, yeah, my friend's here. He's bringing a friend. Um, and so I haven't talked to this dude in like two and a half years. And like, I mean, he's our age. He was like chill from the last time I remembered him. Super cute. And so he like comes up, not in his monster truck this time. Thank goodness. He's just oh, like, he in had a, a normal car. Yeah. He was just in a regular truck. Don't know why he couldn't have just brought that the first time. Um, <laughs> or who knows? It could have been like a newer one or his friends. Um, this is like what happens when we only give men like little construction toys when they're yeah, younger. It's like, you think that's what I want to be picked up in? Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, I want the one with the blue stripes next right. time. Imagine if it wasn't even his car and he, he like went to his friend and was like, you know, it would impress this girl if I picked her up in a monster truck. <laughs> <laughs> It'll really make me look like my dick's huge. Right. I'm mean, gonna have to lift her up. I can flex my muscles. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so they show up in this regular truck, and everything's like fine. Mm-hmm. So to give you an idea of the kind of people that these people ended up turning out to be, first thing I find out that's new in this guy's life, he dropped out of high school. <laughs> oh, where was he? What did you find? So he met you at the mall. Was yeah. he also working at the mall or no, something? No, he was shopping. Like, was shopping. I helped him pick okay. out an outfit. Um, well, and he at least went... he wasn't just shopping Yeah, because he was supposed to be in school. Yeah, which also could have been. Yeah, exactly. But, um, and so that's the first thing. So that's our it's first like, kind of, like... That should have been your clue when it was... You were on, like, your... Co- you know how, like, right. some schools do co-ops and stuff mm-hmm. so you can, like, go to work the second half of the yeah. day? Like, what if you were a senior at the time and yeah. that had been during your co-op and this dude's, like, walking around the mall at 11.30 a.m. on a Wednesday. Yeah, it's and you clearly don't. you're like, oh, obviously he wasn't in school. Yeah, literally. But, um... Context clues. <laughs> so, first thing I learned, uh, to give you an idea, um, but we're 18 and we're like, fine, fuck it, let's, let's smoke. Um, so, we're in the bed of this dude's truck, me and my girlfriend, him and his guy friend, um and we're just like chatting we're like passing around like a blunt and all of a sudden Rachel she like turns to me like and whispers she's like Lindsay like we have to get out of here and like I'm high now so I'm like yeah yeah you're right we have to get out of here why do we have to get out of here and um she's like they're they're trying to rob you and I'm like what and she's like asking to like come come inside with us and like Clearly, looking back now, they were two high school guys that just drove an hour to come to, like, some random girl's house and, like, smoke her and her friend out. They were probably just trying to come inside and... Maybe get a glass of water. (laughs) Hook up, probably, is what they were expecting. Like, anything. And and she's like, no, like, they're going to rob you. And so, I'm high, so I'm like... Yeah, you're, you're right. Like, like absolutely, they're, they're gonna rob me. Where is my pencil that I can stick into their right? jugular? Exactly. <laughs> you're like, let me unbuckle so that I can open <laughs> this door. I'll just like have my hand on the handle. <laughs> I got it. And so we're like, shit. Yeah, like this is bad. So like, we 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 turn to each other, and, and we we just look at each other and and sprint. We sprint back to the back of the property and like go back to through the lanai, like through the pool area. Yeah. Um, and what? like. Can we just take a moment to appreciate that in these guys probably were left Oh my gosh. So confused. So confused. We said nothing. All of a sudden yeah. you come over, <laughs> they smoke you out, and then randomly 
two girls just start whispering and whispering. <laughs> Within two minutes, you guys have opened the door and are just hauling ass across the lawn. Literally. Like, obviously, getting the fuck and out like, of there. Between the front driveway and, like, the back entrance to the lanai, like, that's like a solid, like, this is why men are so confused by Exactly. Women. And, like, and so we get inside. You, like, clock a 57 right? second six. Oh, 400. literally. And then we're, like, army crawling it through the lanai so, like, my parents don't see us coming back in because we, like, technically snuck out through the front window. And it was just, like, I don't know why. It's it was... like that movie, The Sleep Sleepover. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And mm-hmm. so, like, we get back inside and we're in, like, the guest suite so, like, we're away from, like, the rest of the house and, like, no one can hear and uh, we're like we're panicking we're like oh my god oh my god oh my god we just invited like two robbers like to our house you're like, like now they're, they're definitely they, they, they probably know, we know where we live exactly uh-huh. like they, they they're out there like they're probably plotting like how they're gonna get in right now like and you're like every, it's like, that movie with uh who is it Dwayne Wade the woman who is married to Dwayne Wade Gabrielle Union oh yeah yeah uh-huh he is her husband she is not his wife <laughs> so Gabrielle Union in that movie she had where she has to like break into the house like that's how you're picturing them oh yeah exactly and so but like every time we would like say it back and forth to each other it would we would like escalate it because we were high so like yeah. at first it was like they're not only here to rob us off each they're, other. they're here to rape us yeah and then it was like they're, and you're like one in five rape, women are like, raped in exactly. their lifetime. This is the first time that this happens to like, me. Like, all my right, my parents are asleep in the other room. They're gonna kill my parents. Yeah, like, and we start freaking out. You're so like, this like, is incredibly realistic and happens to thousands of women <laughs> over the USA every day, literally, and like, goes unaddressed. And their perpetrators are never taken to court or held accountable for their behavior. Let alone turned away at the police station because why bother prosecuting? It's gonna be a whole lot of mess on your part. Yeah, half of the those cases are basically not even assigned an investigator <laughs> yeah. to begin with. You sure you weren't the, drinking? Yeah, and the police are like, oh, especially if it's like, you know, a black woman, they just <laughs> stick the sex worker or, you know, yeah. throughout history have been like, oh, they're a prostitute. They're really like not worthy in society. Even though we solicit their services secretly. Right? Specifically. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but they're just like, they were a runaway for sure. You're like, <laughs> She hated running. She would literally never even walk down to, like, the grocery store. Why do you think she would leave the town? Uh, so stupid. So dumb. But, yeah, so we were totally panicked. Um, and in our panic, we're like, okay, we have to at least, like, fix this. We get, like, every chair sitting surface of mm-hmm. any kind in the entire house and prop it up against every outside door, window, everything that yeah. we see the outside. And our home floor plan is literally called the entertaining floor plan because the entire back side of our house is a connected sliding glass door. Oh, is it the house I've been at? Um, no, that's the cabin. Oh, okay. Um, it's your dad's house. Have you been there? Yeah, for um, I came and I smoked weed at the dinner table. <laughs> And oh, I, I was like, wow, yeah. this is what it's like to have parents who, yeah, who like are to open to drugs. Right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so the entire backside is connected through that um, glass panel. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's like... You um, can see everything. everything. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like a glass house. But so you also, like, if they, if you can see everything, that yeah, means they, they can, can see you. you. So, like, we end up, like, barreling, like, or just putting everything up, like, barricading the door. Um, I'm honestly surprised you 
ran home because yeah. me, I would have been like anywhere else. Like, what was your throw out the trail? Yeah, I would have been like Rachel, get the fuck out of that direction. <laughs> like we are going the opposite way. We are gonna circle back around. They can't like know. we're gonna do the same loop, crisscross back yeah. over it. They are, are gonna have no clue what's going on. <laughs> exactly. And like we're obviously still so terrified and like so high after this that like we end up falling asleep in my room writing letter like apology letters to our parents like <laughs> on the floor like crying our eyes out and like wake up the next morning like mm. okay. just from smoking uh yeah like, it was one of those like what, what happened uh here and walk out my parents are just like so um you with can... the chairs <laughs> <laughs> wait because you barricade yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting your parents are just like did they know you smoked weed? At that point, did yeah. Did they smoke weed at that point? Uh, they had before, but uh-huh. they did not regularly like because mm-hmm. it wasn't legal in Florida oh, yeah, yet. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Mm. And my dad can't get his medicine with because he gets drug tested every month. Yeah. Because, like, Florida was a pill mill state. Um, oh. So. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, interesting. But now he can smoke all he wants to. <laughs> and he does. Yeah. The first time, or, like... When I got really high and paranoid uh-huh. with a guy, it was a guy I'd been dating for like a year and a half. Yeah. Um, and he, it was for his birthday and right after our graduation. So I took him, like paid for us to do this zip lining in mm-hmm. North Carolina. Actually, we should go. Oh, it's so Navitat. Oh, I've done that. Yeah. So yeah. It, we did like the mountaintop to mountaintop mm-hmm. one and then also the treetop to treetop one. So fun. I am terrified of heights. Oh, really? The fact that I am... And, like, free fall. It's free fall that yeah. scares me. Because I need to be in control at all times. But Navitat has these harnesses that, like, make you feel very protected. Yeah. And you're obviously on a line, etc. Mm-hmm. Like, I was fine. I didn't want to be the first one. But, like, I would suck it up. Yeah. And, like, to be make it clear how scared I was during this time... Oh, my God. You were high. No, 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 no. I was not high. Oh, but we had edibles to take after Yeah. One. To make it clear how scared I was, he volunteers to go first, turns around to get my approval, and then sees me crying silently and is like, that's okay, we'll, we'll go in like the middle. Oh my yeah. god. But so we do this all day, then we drive back to Chapel Hill, because yeah. it was like a three hour drive to Navitat, back to Chapel Hill to do edibles for like his birthday and like, you know, like have some... Yeah. I didn't really smoke or drink that often. Or drink that often very, very much. That was the worst sentence ever. But, <laughs> um, so, like, the idea that I was willing to get high with people was, mm-hmm. like, and it still is, like, a, a testament, kind of, to, yeah. like, how comfortable I am around you and how much I enjoy being around you. Yeah. Now, I go out high. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little different. Like, <laughs> but, um, I, we took edibles. Mm-hmm. I got so high. And for some reason... I was like, this guy needs to get out of my room. Oh, God. I yeah, did not want him near me. Like, could not be around him yeah. at all. That's so Which funny. Should've... He's probably just like, what the fuck? Yeah, and like, I told him, I know I'm being paranoid. Yeah. I can't help it. I can't stop it. Yeah. You need to just go away. Like, uh-huh. I, I'm really, really sorry, but like, you need to yeah. leave. Just leave. And something about him just set me off. 
And, like, mind you, we ended up... It could have actually been, like, your natural instincts. You don't yeah, know. I know. Well, <laughs> that's... <laughs> we'll address him, like, when we're not covering ENTJ stuff. We'll just do, yeah. like, a dating thing eventually. But he was a piece of work. So, like, honestly, I wonder if, like, I just knew intuitively yeah. or something. And wasn't safe around yeah. him. It could have been, honestly. I know. Be- in, like, being in, like, a more, like, vulnerable mind space. Yeah. That's so crazy. Just, like, so scary. And so, like, he just kind of sat downstairs with my roommates at the time. Because I lived in a house with four girls. Yeah. Because in North Carolina, you can't have a house with more than four brothel. women on the lease. Yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. it's considered a brothel. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you guys do know that, like, gay men and, like, men in general can also... Yeah, like, do that. Like be sexually free and like charge for that stuff yeah. so like can i just ask why mm. it has to be women oh, <laughs> and so like annoying. if you're gonna do that so some are actually for both i know really? nashville is weirdly that way because oh. vanderbilt um even the fraternities have to abide well by maybe that. they had to do that after Brokeback mountain Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> like, that came out and they were like, oh, men can like other men. Add yeah, it to like, the law. <laughs> they need it. <laughs> they... <laughs> I would. I definitely think, like, it sounds kind of weird, but, mm-hmm. like, I really like and am fascinated by, um, so I think this is what about, like, porn is very interesting mm-hmm. to me. Like, I can just watch it and, like, not necessarily get turned off. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like an interesting approach yeah <laughs> and for me men, mm. men who have sex with other men mm. it's just so interesting because i'm like they have to know their bodies so well oh yeah exactly that they probably know what's best oh that's what every guy says that's like bi yeah. is like guys give way better head than girls yeah. give because like we know what we want yeah, which yeah. is interesting because I was blessed with that ability. <laughs> the first time I gave a hand job, uh-huh. I thought it was a massage. Because I was so repressed. Yeah. I didn't have access to any of that. I wasn't allowed to watch sex scenes. It yeah. was Christian, conservative. Like, so, like, when you gave someone a massage, like, that was... I literally, like, reached job. over and, like, thought it was, like, you're supposed to massage. Yeah. And, and they were like, you don't know what you're doing. And it's, like, my brother's best friend. He's, yeah. Who's dead, thankfully, so he can't tell his tell own version. Boy. Which is embarrassing, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, rest in peace to him. Uh, we'll cover it when we cover oh the God. opioid I'm epidemic, to, but... Think about hand jobs. They're I'm gross. Like, ew, I know. Hand uh-huh, but, I, so, the first time I gave him head, though, he was literally like, there's no way you haven't done this yeah. before, and I'm like, dude, I just, like, I'm doing what feels natural. <laughs> <laughs> and I like for some reason just very blessed and i've gotten that feedback quite a lot that's amazing i know that's what strider is always so curious about like yeah and his thing is like he's like no you're so gifted i have to share you yeah and i'm like okay but like you don't want to share me so don't share me like Like, you're doing that to be like masochistic yeah it's okay if you don't want to share me yeah like you can keep all of all of this secretive yeah incredible (laughs) talent to yourself that's exactly. fine like yeah, I, you are allowed that. i will compromise okay <laughs> oh. to that guy that like i don't actually think you want to share me i think you're just kind of scared that you're inadequate for me in some way you know uh. which like is probably scary but oh absolutely like, yeah 
Um, to admit that. Yeah, that's so hard. Like, that's just such an intimate... Like, that's probably everyone's worst fear, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially for, like, the person they love. Um, but this other guy, let's let's call him Wesley. Or, like, <laughs> like the farm boy from Princess Bride. So, he told me he kind of thinks everyone is a little bit bisexual and you know if you think about it how do you know if you don't like something until (laughs) you try it you might not have had any interest in it necessarily Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you don't like it I didn't used to like rock climbing (laughs) when I didn't live in Colorado (laughs) but then maybe you explore Colorado and are like oh like rock climbing so this cool new sport (laughs) I feel like you know give it one attempt don't like it that's fine like weigh the pros and cons if it's going to make you feel guilty maybe don't try it or like maybe figure out why you would feel guilty from doing something like that first and then break it down (laughs) I don't know like he you know it's an interesting theory too um just as far as like sexuality goes Mm -hmm. Uh um Plus, also, men are so stigmatized and, like, homophobia is so apparent in our culture that mm. it's like, oh, if you make out with a dude, you're gay. But if two girls make out at a party, yeah, they're not, not lesbians. Exactly. It's like, all right. It's such a double standard. I know. Um, but so, looking at the time, I guess we'll just put a pause on the rest of this. We're going to get dive into, like, the friendships and career side of ENTJs as well in future episodes, but we'll call this part one, I guess, then. <laughs> Obviously, Mina and I have a lot of things going on and just just very interesting lives, I guess. Um, Stick around for part two. I know. <laughs> Uh, like I said, you guys can follow me on social media, Instagram, Zeta Grace, C-E-D-A-G-R-A-C-E. Um, same thing. I'm not really, I use Twitter for like promotion on my blog and stuff. So Instagram is my main thing. Um, and then my blog, like informal writing is survivalmode.guide, just survivalmode, M-O-D-E dot guide. Um, Thanks for listening. Hope you have a good rest of your day, even though I really don't care about it at the end of the day. Because I don't know you. It's like the most DJ thing to say.